Hey everybody, this is Brian Thomas from the Batman vs. James Bond show, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Welcome to another week of Bitches Who Do Work, the podcast where we don't have a better name for what we're doing yet, but we're working on it. I'm we're Amanda. talking about shit. We are. And I'm we're Lauren. Talking about stuff, yeah. So this week we are going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk about what I've been reading. Lauren said that she's mostly been reading articles in Cosmo and she decided she wanted to give me a quiz, so that's going to be towards the end of the podcast. But uh, so I want to talk about two books that I've been reading lately. The first one is probably my favorite book that I've read so far this year, and I've read like almost thirty books this year. So that's saying Jesus. something. I like to read. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, and that was it's called um, a study in Charlotte. I may or may not have talked about this before because I finished it like two months ago, but mm-hmm. it's my favorite. What it is, is it's you're in this world where Sherlock Holmes and John Watson were real people and they have descendants and Sherlock Holmes's great, great granddaughter and John Watson's great, great grandson. Uh, did I just say Watkins? I meant Watson. Sorry. I was looking out the window. I was literally like, distracted. I'm not sure. Watson. Why that Watson. sounds funny. But yes. I couldn't like say anything better like to correct you. Anyways. Watson. Sorry. Their great, great grandchildren meet at boarding school in Connecticut. And while they're there, so Charlotte Holmes is Sherlock's great, great granddaughter and Jamie Watson is John Watson's great-great-grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're there, they're not even really friends, and someone that they know at school gets murdered. And they get framed, so they're thrown into this where they have to like solve a mystery just like their uh, ancestors. Oh, like they're old people? Yeah, and it's amazing. I love it. It's young adult. It's fantastic. It's written by Brittany Cavallaro. I will be recommending this forever. And the sequel comes out in February, and I cannot wait. That one's called The Last of August. Ooh, ooh I'm excited. I, I should maybe I'm really read that. Excited. Yeah. I really you do should... need to finish losing it, though. Yeah, you've been reading it for, like, months. Um, that's literally not true. I just started it, like, a month and a half ago. Uh, no, because you were reading it in June when we were up north. Damn. You're right. No, I wasn't. You were. Oh, okay, damn. I'll bet. We, sh- we shared a bet. I remember these things. Oh, why don't you tell everybody that? We're so we're cute. S- we're sisters. We could share beds. Yeah, you but we're least... also in our 20s. Well, you at least had clothes on this time. Fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, that's my favorite that I've read this year. The other book that I just finished last week, I was very happy to be done with it. It was good, but it was one of those books that just sort of like, fucks Drag. me up a little bit, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it was called The Association of Small Bombs. And what it's about, it's about a car bomb that goes off in India. And it's like how the bomb 
rippled through people's lives, like who it affected and how long it was it was affecting them and what the outcome of all of it was in the long run. And it was short. It was less than 300 pages and it was like a small sized book too. But wow. I, it took me like three weeks to read it because I just was having trouble wrapping my head around like, holy shit, these people experienced actual terrorism. And it was, it was weird. I recommend it if you like literary fiction. I prefer genre fiction myself because it's easy to read, but, you know, it, it was good. Please, tell us the like, difference for people well, that aren't smart. Oh, literary fiction is fiction that's written almost for, like, an academic audience, like for English majors. It's the kind of fiction that they focus a lot on flowery language and it's a lot of times more about characters than it is about the plot so genre terrible yeah contemporary and genre fiction is very plot based so like what i was talking about a study in charlotte being ya it was ya contemporary and it was kind of a mystery so that's the age group and then it's genres so it was easy to read because it was very like focused on the mystery Mm-hmm. And literary fiction is more like you you get to the end of a literary book and you don't always know what the point was because there isn't one. It's just like they're telling this story that may not have the outcome that anyone wants. It may not be a, like a firm outcome or anything, but it's the end for better or for worse. What the fuck? That sounds horrible. Sounds as like it would an, really fuck with me, honestly. Yeah, that's what I hear from people. As as an, I have an a minor in English in college, and we mostly read literary fiction. And a lot of times, I get to the end and be like, "Why? <laughs> Just why?" That but some but some of it like I the really most liked. boring thing I've ever. I'm never gonna do. I'm literally never gonna do that. <laughs> it literally sounds so fucking boring. Like I some would rather. Some of it I really liked. Like, name one good one that you liked. Uh, it was one of the Edith Whartons. I really liked Edith Wharton. I read two different books of hers. Let me look it up when I was in college. Do you know who Edith Wharton is? No, I don't. Okay, so in one of the classes, I read um, Edith, or Edith, Edith is her name, Ethan Frum. They call it a novella. It was quite short, but it was really, really interesting and good. And then I also read The Cusp of the Country, which I didn't like quite as much, but I did like it. And then I also, it was Kate something where she walks into the water. Spoiler alert. Sorry. that was A Walk to Remember? Nope. Not that. That's on Netflix. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but I just recently watched... Um... Dickhead, quit it. I just recently watched um, that thing with the legends, the extraordinary guys. The League, oh, the of, League Extra- of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes, and Shane West is in that, and I fucking love him. He is? Yes! I didn't know that. I'll have to watch that. Yes, okay. it's so good. How did so you know the- what it's called? I've seen it, I don't even know what it's called. I've heard of it. Oh, okay. It's good. You should watch it. Okay. I'll. Add it to my long list of stuff I need to watch. The other literary Stop fiction reading. book that I... No, I refuse. The other literary fiction book that I read that I read <coughs> was called The Awakening by Kate Chopin. Mm-hmm. That one's really good, too. Uh, it's a lady in the South bayou stuff. It was good. 
but yes, yeah, so people who are English majors or, or who have taken like literature classes in college, they'll know what literary fiction is. But people normally read um, very much genre fiction, like romance is a genre, uh, mysteries are genres, thrillers, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's the difference. Uh, if you want something to blow your mind, read some literary fiction. Hmm. Yep. Sounds terrible. Well, you know what I'm interested in? What? This quiz you're going to give me. Okay, so I realized that when I was looking at it, it's not really a quiz. Oh. But I did find one. But these are your questions. Do I, like, answer them out loud? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, so the first question is, did you work late tonight? Oh, the quiz is called, sorry, the quiz is called, should I be on top? So your first question is, (laughs) did I work late tonight? Mm, Not really. Okay, if you answered yes, nah, don't get on top. Oh, so it's more of like a flow chart. (laughs) Yes. Okay. But I did find you a different quiz. Oh, good. It's called, are you good in bed? Oh, good. We're going to play. Okay. If it loads. Oh. Okay. Here we go. It's 10 questions. Okay. When it comes to sex positions, you, A, change it up every night. You're not afraid to try anything and will insist on it. Oh, my. Oli objects. Okay, so you're not that one. I, I didn't even, I don't remember the question. When it comes to sex positions, you, number two tend to stick to a couple of favorites or what he suggests, but you're not too keen on doing anything too out there. Or C, sometimes try different things, sometimes stick to the classics. It depends on if you're in the mood. That one. Okay. Two, you're having sex with a new guy. What are you thinking about? A, just just so he can get you off. Uh, you, know he's, you know he's going to need a little more instruction your appearance hopefully he's okay with everything down there you always get nervous or c there's not so much thinking as as doing and seeing what works and what doesn't probably that one i haven't been with a new person in like a long time i mean that's fair you are married yeah question number three so honestly how do you feel about your body when you're having sex a pretty good on the whole um b Confident, some days, but others, you really just, you're just really glad the lights are out. Three, it's hot without question, and that guy's lucky to be doing anything with it. What was A? I think I, I think Pretty I'm good A. as a whole. Yeah, I think I'm A. Okay. Next question. You've been at it for a bit, and he just isn't getting you there when it comes to orgasming. You, A... Guide him with your hands until he gets you. You know yourself well enough. B, just pretend it's good. He's making an earnest attempt. Oh, gosh. C, try to shift a bit to help him find the right spot and suggest he try something different. That one. C. It's fair. Where's your mind when you're having sex? A, everywhere. B, kind of hoping it's going well the entire time with a couple flashes of things you need to do buy this go here <laughs> <laughs> typical 
typically on the moment itself you might have to you might have a stray thought here and there but you're mainly focused on really just connecting with who you're with see god you're so lame literally i'm like okay i after this i have to go grocery shopping i'm so hungry so maybe that's you, just me though yeah well people should know by now that we're very different that is very true so okay. we'll probably we probably have different results on every quiz we ever take that is very true. Okay, so question number six. We're almost done. Okay. How big of a deal is masturbation to you? A, it's kind of part of your morning routine. You've, got, you go, you've gone through multiple vibrators this year. Truth. Whoa. It's a part of your life, sure, but you don't have to do it everywhere. C, not a huge one. It's fine when done, and it's, and it's like, not like oxygen. It's not really a priority to you. Probably C. Oh my god! I mean... It's yeah. definitely part of the morning routine, come on! Every day, though? Oh yeah, usually, never mind. You know what I do, though? I run. I don't run, so... There we are. Yeah. Okay. You're going down on a new guy, and he ju and he's just not into it. You, just call it. <laughs> Keep going and hope it'll it'll get him off eventually. C. Try and switch it up. If it's still not happening, you'll ask for some kind of direction. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't seem into it, I'd probably be kind of offended, so maybe A? <laughs> I would totally just call it. I'm with you on that. I'd be like, yeah. fuck you! Yeah, like, really? I, this is not something I love, so... <laughs> so you want to give him a surprise in the bedroom for his birthday. You. Yeah. Try that new position he's talked about and wanting to do for a long time why not it's his day b get a new piece of lingerie and wear it for him before doing your usual routine or c actually go down on him without expecting anything in return it's big for you that's big for you probably b okay fair enough uh question number nine how often do you initiate sex a, never really. You like him taking the lead. B, all the time. C, you don't really keep track, but it's about even. Probably C. Oh my god, you guys are so lame. I mean, we're married. We've been together a while now. That's fair. That is fair. You guys just celebrated your anniversary, by the way. So we congrats did. Okay, last question. In bed, you are A, pretty quiet. B, very in the moment. C, very loud. B. Okay. Alright, calculating your results. What is this going to tell about me? You're pretty good. You are literally Sarah Jessica Parker's character in Sex and the City. Oh, cool. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> You've what got a great... You've got the secret to great sex down. It's having confidence in yourself, giving and taking feedback, and being open with new things. When you're as invested in him as he has in you, you know the sex is always meaningful and fulfilling. Keep it up and have fun. Good. You're I, so lame. Well. God, go marry somewhere else. I don't think that else. should surprise anyone, though. That you're lame? Yeah. I want to take it, but I'm not going to do it while we're on the podcast. Only because that would take forever. Yeah. Any other books you want to read? Because, like, I really... Like I'm this reading is... one right now that for a book club. Yeah, tell me about it. It's called The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, 
It was written by Agatha Christie. Okay. You don't know who Agatha Christie is? Should I know who Agatha Christie is? Yeah, she's like the most well-known mystery writer of all time. thought that was Stephen King. He doesn't write mysteries. Oh. He writes, like, thriller horror. Oh, I knew that. You really need to study your book genres. I don't read! I literally read Cosmo this week. That was it. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe Agatha Christie. Um, here, I'll look her up on Wikipedia. Okay. So, sorry to people who are listening who know who Agatha Christie is. Dude, whatever, okay? Like, no she, one knows who that is. I think everyone knows who that is. She was an English crime novelist, short story writer, and playwright. She wrote six romances under the name Mary Westmacott, but is best known for the 66 detective novels and 14 short story collections that she wrote under her own name, most of which revolve around the investigative work of such, character as her, such characters as Hercule Poirot, Jane Marple, Parker Pine, Ariadne, Oliver, Harley Quinn, and Tommy and Tuppence Beresford. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she does sound kind of cool, but, like, I'm sorry, I've still never heard of her. <laughs> so, anyway, the one that we're reading is a Hercule Poirot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's apparently, I think... One of her most well-known... Yeah. The Murder of Roger Ackroyd in 2013 was voted the best crime novel ever. Wow, really? By 600 fellow writers of the Crime Writers Association. Holy shit. So she, like, is good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So we're reading that book for the book club. I'm about a quarter of the way done, and I am hooked. I had no idea that it... Like, I thought it'd be kind of hard to read because she wrote it a while ago. Uh-huh. You know, I'm uh-huh. trying to find the year. I don't even know when it was written. Let's see. Um, I think it was after... Uh, Sherlock Holmes? Hmm. But I don't... Bibliography. That would have been helpful from the beginning. <laughs> La la la. So I'm just saying I took the test and we got the same. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not very impressed. That's funny, actually. I'm not very impressed. Oh. But at well, least anyway, they didn't tell me I was terrible. That's true. It was written in 1926 and I am loving it. 1926? Holy shit. Yep. 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 So. What? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're looking for a classic murder mystery that's voted the best Ever, the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Damn, I apparently need to get to reading. Yep, and then after that, I have a couple more that I have to read for uh, blog posts and uh, promotions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yep, uh, one of them is wow. for, let's see, I found it on someone's blog that I follow. He's a literary agent, that's why I follow him on Twitter. And I noticed that he posted a blog post saying he was giving away copies of his book before the sequel came out, as long as we reviewed them on our blogs and on wow. Goodreads. And I that's was like, cool. Yeah, sure. So it's called Inked. I don't know a ton about it yet, but it's in, set in a world where uh, like teenagers 
they have to get tattoos and it means something. I don't really know for sure, but maybe I'll talk about it after I read it. It sounds really interesting. So the sequel is called Branded, and that comes out in October. So I have to read it and review it before the sequel comes out. And the other one I have to read, let's see, is called A Wild Lake. That's for another book club. I and cannot I believe think... that you've read over 30 books and it's only like not September. Well, my goal this year was 50. I'm not sure I'm going to hit it. That's like a little over a book a week. Yeah. But sometimes, see, like, it took me three weeks to read The Association of Small Bombs, but I read four books in the single week we were in Grand Cayman. Why were you reading books in Grand Cayman? I mean, I was outside. Weren't you, like, exploring and snorkeling and, like, having sex with your husband? Like, normal people do? Well, we were exploring and snorkeling. We were in a house with my in-laws and the whole family, so sound and stuff and our door didn't close i wonder if they did that on purpose we weren't the only married ones there and everyone else's door closed i think it was a fluke Hmm. yeah but anyway no i did a lot of reading (laughs) i hear that Mm -hmm. you lame piece of lame-o lame i enjoyed that a lot the fact that i don't know any words besides lame or you that you got to read, read and came more. in. Oh. Hmm. Well, whatever. You're... Whatever. I wish I could like reading, but, like, I don't like to read. Hmm. You know, it's a struggle. It's really too bad. I love It's really it. hard to be me, to be honest. I, I started this thing called a bullet journal. Mm-hmm. Where it's sort of like a calendar and a journal and, like, every list you could ever want all in one place. I'm really loving that, too. We could probably do a whole other podcast about bullet journaling at some point. But what I did was I went through, because we're trying to save money right now because my husband didn't want to take any more student loans. So we have to be very careful with how we spend this semester. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, I'm not going to buy any more books. <laughs> oh, boy. And he agrees. No yes. more books for the Oli, fam. Oli agrees. No more books. Um, sorry. Now I'm watching him to make sure he's not going to go head first in the window. Nope. He's curling up again. Okay. Uh, so I went through all the books that I currently have in our house that I have not read yet. Mm-hmm. And it's probably about half of what's in the house. There's like 80. Jesus. A lot of them were on my Kindle, so like <coughs> in a contained space. But still, there were like 80. That's so many books, so I can't buy any more books for like a Remember when you were moving to Texas and you wanted and I got to take rid all of your books? So many books. You wanted to take all your books and you were so mad at Andrew. Like, no, you don't need 200 I... books. You just don't. <laughs> but I really want a library with a slidey ladder like in Beauty and the Beast. That's fine, but literally there's not even enough room for the three of you in that apartment. There's no room for a slidey ladder. <laughs> That's true. Also, there's not really anything that I would need a ladder to get to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't... We, we got a little step stool because I can't reach the top shelves and where our pans are hung above the sink, but the step ladder is really all I need. But I one mean... day, one day, Lauren, slidey ladder. Okay, good for you. Can I keep all my books at your place since I never use them and they're in my way? Uh, yeah, as long cool. as I get a slidey ladder. 
you can get whatever fucking ladder you want. It can slide, it can come down, it can fold up, it can go sideways, it can go up and down. I don't I give a fuck. I think I've made it pretty clear it wants, I want it to slide. I don't care. I don't care! Do you want to hear something that should amuse you greatly? Hmm. I was in our cousin Elena's room the other day, and we are very similar. Dear God, she's a slidey ladder. She doesn't, but she has a whole wall of books on bookshelves, and they were color-coded by their covers. Not even, like, alphabetically? No, it looked so cool, though. It was like, it went, like, in a rainbow. I literally would have hated that. I would have rather preferred it be in alphabetical order. Okay, well, I thought it was beautiful. Okay, well, you two are the same person, so I guess that is fair. Yeah. God, um, like, seriously, a slidey letter? I cannot believe. all I want. Well, okay. Well, fine. I hope you get that. If that's all you want in life, I hope you get that. Like, for a house, that's literally all I want. And a kitchen bigger than what we have, but that won't be hard. That's true. Your kitchen is really small. It's hard I to, like, want... have two people in there. I want a bathtub that I can lay down in, like, completely... You like know. Meredith, when she tries to drown? Okay, that's super dramatic, but yes, that is what I want. Why? Why Why not? do you want to drown? Should we make this into a therapy session? Dear God. Can we not? I no. don't want to drown. I just want it to cover my boobs and my knees. That's all I want. Okay. That, that's and I fair. Wa- I want to be able to, you know, like, get my, like, hair wet. You know, but like still be able to like hear the music, but like still be fully submerged. I literally want a bathtub. That is a swimming pool. Is this so what it sounds like what you're describing is like a hot tub. Yeah, that is literally what I want in my house. That gets oh. me clean and not chlorine. Yeah, yeah. Chlorine? Chlor- full, of, full of chlorine. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Chlorine. Chlorine? Well, it's a gross we, word. It, it really is. We, we've gone a little off the rails. So I think we should the slidey rails for week. your ladder. Yes, I think we should wrap it up this week and talk more about bookshelves with slidey ladders next week or in two weeks. Sorry. Two weeks. Um, but more importantly, let's never talk about books again unless I start reading them. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe I'll just give a little update at the beginning when we're talking about something else. Like, all I can literally think of is like she's the man. Like, ugh. Hear your books. <laughs> like, that's all I can think of is, like... <laughs> your books? Oh, my God, where'd you get those shoes? Oh, yeah, the apology. Oh, no, they saw shoes there? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so, uh, hear your books? Oh, my goodness. This is no, gonna talking about? Cut out. No, because we're going to say goodbye right now. Okay. So, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to another podcast. Yes, thank you guys. We still appreciate you and love you for everyone that's still sticking with us. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out eventually. We will one day. We'll get back on track, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you a, very much. That was a cough laugh. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>